Welcome to Shit Talk Fridays, a podcast where we talk about all things lifestyle and relationships with a splash of controversy. So let's get into our topic for tonight, marriage regrets. We're going to talk a little bit about this because we feel like we've been seeing a lot on social media. It's kind of been trending. A lot of people are talking about why get married. Yeah there's almost no value to a lot of people's mindset when it comes to marriage in this day and age. So I think you and I wanted to talk about some of the ways that we see marriage, how it can be very valuable. And um, we'll talk a little bit about weddings too, because I also feel like that's like, it's interesting. A lot of people like, (laughs) a lot of people saying things like, don't get married, but then, people going out and having really big weddings so i feel like it's yeah. well, it's, they, it's two sides of a coin i don't find the value in spending the money in a, in a wedding i guess with things being so expensive nowadays and you know even um even buying a home which is typically something you do when you get married um that can be rather expensive so it's like don't even skip the wedding and just go straight to the home you know type of deal so um we need to stop i'm way too far away Look how far I am. Look how much of that side is showing. Look how much of what side? This. Okay, I I had I was just zoomed in on you. You told me it was you said it was too much. I said it was blurry. Is that better? Okay, and when I say you just contradicted what I said, but let's start again how did i contradict what you said i said that people are talking about there's no value in marriage but then there are people that are then spending a lot of money on weddings i said it's two sides of a coin and then you said yeah um and then you was adding to the fact that people don't find value in in marriages and reason why they skip it no but then you said something about weddings like you made it's never mind let's just go all right, so let's get into our topic for tonight, marriage regrets. One of the reasons why we decided to talk about this was because we noticed that it's trending a lot on social. A lot of people on social media are saying that there is no value in getting married. So we wanted to talk a little bit about like marriage and some of those questions that surround it to maybe see if we could give a little bit of insight. It's just our opinion based on our experience, considering that Eva and I have been married happily for 12 years. We've been together for 17 and I've actually known him for 22 years. We have a little bit to say on the subject. (laughs) Right? We're not experts by any means. By any means. But I think um, hopefully maybe we could give people a little bit of insight into what we think marriage can be and then we'll talk a little bit about actual weddings that may be a little bit fun so the first question that i have for you tonight is what constitutes two people to get married you know it's a great question thank you sir (laughs) and the short answer is um does anybody really know because the reason I say so is for everybody, what constitutes getting married is different. You know, what the reasons why I would get married is definitely probably not the reasons why someone else would get married. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, some of the reasons that I would, 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 I would get married are probably 
reasons that some people would agree that those are valid reasons to get married. So I wouldn't say that there's a, an, a you know, a one answer fits all type of uh, response to that question. But uh, for me, I I fall I fell into that cliche of just when you know you know, and um, the reason the reason that was so is because I was fortunate enough at a very young age to have a very meaningful relationship that didn't last. And the takeaway from that relationship was that I wanted to be in that feeling in that relationship for the rest of my life. Uh, prior to that, everything that I thought was a great relationship really couldn't compare. And everything following that relationship uh, never really measured up. I, I kind of like went on this quest to try to recreate that that feeling, that space that I was in, um, and failed many, many, many times. But I always, for me, I always was willing to take that risk because I felt the reward was that great for me. I got to mm-hmm. taste something that I knew was full of, uh, for me, it was full of um, depth. It was full of, there was just so much substance to that. Uh, in comparison to every other, all my other experiences. So when I met you, you were the first thing in a very long time that made me feel that way again. And it was like, I knew, I knew that I had finally arrived to that. What's th- something that I, I was actually kind of starting to give up on, you know, cause it was, I think I went through four serious relationships, mm-hmm. you know, really trying to, um, find that again um and once i was once i was with you it was it was the beginning of something that i felt was okay this has the potential to be be part of the rest of my life Mm. and so then you know obviously (laughs) we're here still here together now but that was how we i chose to pursue and continue our relationship and develop it to see where it went and you know we obviously grew in many aspects after that but the fact of the matter is i just knew again because i wanted to be in that moment for the rest of my life when i was a kid that when i when we met and our feelings developed towards each other i knew i wanted to be there and i didn't want to be anywhere else ever again like this was it for me and so my cliche i live in that yeah well if i got to you know that whole i you know what's funny is that so so give it to me in a nutshell like if you were to say to somebody this is one of the reasons why i think you should get married you would say if if you know you know no well you know what's funny is that i was just about to tell you this this is that's exactly what i was about to say people have said that to me you know what i've asked i've spoken to people in the past about how did how did you guys know that you were the one for each other how did you know that your relationship was was worth getting married mm-hmm. how did you know you wanted to take it to the next step and many times i've heard you know i just knew and i'm like what how do you just know and so fortunately i got to experience that but for somebody who hasn't experienced it i would say what constitute what constitutes getting married is finding a partner that is willing to build something with you that is that that is meaningful and has depth and when i say that i mean like something that's that's going to last for years something that 
you know, I'm actually having a difficult time coming up with what I would say to somebody because mm. typically I tell that story. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a hard time giving people advice on things that I don't have real life experience in. So because I don't have real life, exp real life experience in knowing what constitutes a marriage outside of what it constituted for me, mm -hmm. it's a little difficult for me to to give something some somebody some advice that is outside of what i what i know okay i think that it's fair for you to say that the only advice you could give is based on your own personal experience i don't think that, it, that i don't think that that is lacking advice i think you know what you are saying evil may not fit for everyone there are people right. that may see what constitutes two people getting married very differently and there's nothing wrong with that I would say that when I think about that, the first thing that comes to mind is not something like when you know, you know, right. I knew that I wanted to marry you, but that wasn't my immediate thought when I said, this is the man that I want to marry. It was the fact that I knew who you were as a person. I felt like I had experienced you on all levels. And based on all of those levels that I had experienced you on, I knew that there was longevity in us. So that would be the advice that I would give someone if they were if they were to ask me, you know, hey, I'm looking to get married. What do you think? Do you think that this is? A, and I would say, do you feel like you know your partner on all levels? See, that's that's the funny thing, right? Mm -hmm. Is that that's a very legitimate answer, and mm -hmm. and it almost sounds like a. Like textbook, and I, and I, and when I really? no when I what I say when I say textbook, I feel like like you could look that up as the definition of <laughs> of you know what you should look for in in someone that you're going to marry. My thing is is that early on in the very um, in the very early feelings of us being together, mm -hmm. I already felt that like it was almost premature. Mm. There was just something about the connection between us that was just so reminiscent of something that I, I knew before mm -hmm. that I just knew I had arrived. Okay. So, like I said, there's nothing wrong with yeah. that. You know, what you're saying, I don't think lacks advice. It's just really solely based on yeah. your experience. It's like I tell many people, I said, you know, I, I said, I knew because you made me feel like I was a kid again. You made me feel yeah. like I was 16. Yeah, well, well, as there have been times I've asked people why they're getting married, and they and I had one guy tell me it's because she puts up with my shit, and I remember just being like, I've heard that before. Well, you were with me when this person said that. Yeah, that's a good one. And I remember just being like, okay, <laughs> well, <laughs> good luck on that, sir. Yeah. I just remember being so kind of taken back by that. Like that's why somebody was choosing to make this commitment and then the last thing i'm gonna say is um i would and this is again just my personal opinion i would really hope that you were truly in love <coughs> excuse me yeah i would really hope that you were truly in love and um and whatever true love means for every person individually is going to be different but i knew that i was truly in love with you and how i knew that and i guess maybe one of the ways that other people can gauge it is when you get into something that is really heavy that the thought comes to your mind of 
ooh, I could potentially walk away from this right now. And then you feel this like pull to this man or to this woman that is overriding that feeling of anger, of frustration that is saying, okay, yes, these are my, these are the feelings that I'm having right now. But man, this love that I've had for X amount of time is like superseding that. That's how I felt when it came to you. And I think that that to me is like one of the two true definitions of love is when you feel that overwhelming feeling to want to continue to be with that person and care for them and support them even through the hardest times. And even when that man or that woman that you're in a relationship with is maybe not in the best state of their life because you know that happens and like that's how i knew i feel like that's a little harder for men um as you're saying this i'm thinking about like all the men that i knew growing up and how in a situation like that you know it takes a very emotionally mature person Mm -hmm. to in a state like that you know really pull back and and be drawn in due to love you know, um, as to where a lot of men will just, they're very destructive in relationships and are more likely to hit the fucking self-destruct button, you know? Yeah, I think you actually want to hit the self-destruct button a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. I actually, matter of fact, <laughs> I actually think Evo did self-destruct a couple of times. I did in many ways, yeah, for sure. I think Evo actually, you know, you you were in the pilot seat and you fucking hit each other. Yeah, I was quick. I, I mean, that, and, that, and you know, I'm speaking, yeah, I'm speaking kind of from self-experience in, you know, in the beginning of... of uh, that was a long time ago, a lo- It was a very long time ago. Yeah. Uh, I was very short-fused and very... Um, had a difficult time dealing with my uh, my anger, and so I was well, I was really quick to say fuck this, fuck everything, you know, yeah, fuck this, fuck I don't give I don't give a fuck, and that was my answer to you know to solving all my problems. I don't give a fuck, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. I remember those days. Funny story though, I'm actually kind of like that now. <laughs> I'm actually the little the one that's a little bit more volatile now. We have yeah. definitely switched seats, not the same, but I've definitely. Um, I've definitely leveled up in that area and that's something that yeah, I'm working on. I think it's I think it's a lot due to the fact that I've I've you know kind of like found my myself where I can You found your zen ego. I found my zen. I you know I've I don't find it necessary to hit the you know the red button and you know pick up the the red phone and call the commissioner every single time things get a little heated. And so I'm more very more willing to be like yeah, all right, whatever. And so you, I think you now you have the room and the space to kind of like sometimes get a little hot and it really not mean anything. Yeah. All right. So then let's move on to the next question. What makes a good marriage, Evo? As you as you sip your drink. A lot of alcohol. <laughs> it's like no, I'm joking. I am kidding. Uh, what makes a good marriage? I think that what makes a good marriage is two people getting together, bringing the best of them into one space and collectively agreeing on their life journeys and agreeing to take that journey together and help each other in any which way whatsoever that they can 
to complete all of the goals that they want to achieve throughout that journey. Um, how do you bring the best of yourself? How would you how would you give that advice? A lot of self-reflection, a lot of humility, a lot of uh, deflated ego. And I and I'm speaking from experience. Yeah. You know, I had a very very big ego when I was younger, and it took letting go of that ego to be able to look at somebody in the mirror for who they truly were. You know, an ego will, will really blind a person, or definitely blinded me, from seeing parts of me that were very valuable. I I like I I identified my ego as an ugly part of me. Um, I mean, it helped me in many ways, you know, to like kind of uh, march out in front of things and, you know, take charge. But it was also destructive in, in a lot of relationships, the ego. And so in that aspect, um, being able to set my ego aside helped me fully see myself as a person and all my flaws. And and I was able to work and develop and, and develop those for the better throughout time. And it was a continual effort of me working on myself and and trying to be a better person so that I can be a better person to you. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that you say that because that's actually what I was going to say. Really? Yeah. I think what makes a good marriage is... (laughs) (laughs) I think what makes a good marriage is a person's willingness to release their ego for the betterment of and longevity and strength of the relationship. And I speak from my own personal experience. My ego was my survival strategy for a long time. And in the long haul of our relationship, I had to stop defending myself. And maybe people may be confused by that when I say that. There were times when we got into arguments that I felt like I needed to defend myself against you. And I wasn't realizing that in an argument, you must seek a solution. It's not about defending yourself when you're in a relationship, a loving relationship. You know, mm-hmm. I can understand if maybe it's a it's a relationship that is not healthy and you almost feel like you need to defend yourself because then you may get taken advantage of. But that's not the case between you and I. And But I was still going into a lot of our arguments and a lot of our disputes or just even you know, everyday things around the house that needed to be done, my ego was always stepping forward. Um, So I would say my recommendation is your willingness to let go of your ego. And I know that that is not easy and it ties into what you said. It is your ability to self-reflect and say, this is actually toxic to my relationship. I think your evil can serve a great purpose outside of your relationship, you know, because let's be for real when people step outside into the real world more than likely no one is meeting the real you they're meeting your ego yes they are so with that being said when you come home to your significant other releasing that and them just letting just let them them just always seeing you in that vulnerable state i think could really be a great recipe for a blissful marriage well giving credit to where credit is due um your attitude and your ability to keep your ego under management was something that i eventually emulated Hmm. when it was time for me when it was time 
for me, when I when I reached that moment where I was able to identify myself as having an ego that needed some management, the question came up where, all right, well, how do I manage it? What do I do? How do I even what do I even do with this? You know, and I was able to, to look to you in the way that you able to manage your, yourself in situations like that and then apply those to my situations and build off of that. You know what is so interesting? As you say that, I've just, I literally just had a, revela- a revelation. You know how I was just saying that now in our relationship, I'm the one that sometimes has a little bit more of an issue? Mm-hmm. I just realized why. Why is that? <laughs> Have I taken all of your um, ego no, management? <laughs> no, it's not that. So in the beginning of our relationship where you were, I guess, a little bit more explosive and you had less control of your ego. And that's what was always stepping forward. And because I had so much control of it, it actually made me feel kind of powerful. Hmm. It made me say, this guy is off his meat rocker right now i can see that and and i'm so like in my zen right Mm now i'm letting him go off to show him how great this is so in actuality my ego was still kind of there Mm. so now you have found that and i think sometimes it makes me so angry (laughs) oh shit yeah (laughs) i'm using your own weapon against you is that what it is yeah because you're just so like yeah no gina yeah. and i'm like fucking yeah. motherfucker. I, I finally understood the power behind it and it's great it's great sometimes where i could just yeah i'm like all right sure whatever like when some th- i sometimes I, I can recognize these things as yeah. typical i can think back and like yo the, this thing in the past would fucking piss me the fuck off yeah and be thinking about it now like this shit is nothing it's nothing it's nothing, it's nothing. This shit is nothing so I literally just had that, like, I just had that aha moment right now. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, you just saw that lie. (laughs) This is, and this is like, it is such a testament to what we're saying about letting go of the ego. Because as you're sitting here, as we're sitting here talking, I'm just so open to what you're saying. that I'm Mm -hmm. like, fuck, that's it right there. So interesting. All right. So I got (laughs) to. Damn. Um, so, what do you think is too soon to get married, Eva? Well, I kind of feel bad for saying this because I know there's a lot of people out there that are going to fall outside of this timeline that I that I'm about to say. Okay. Uh, but this is just my opinion and not to set a standard for how other people should live their lives. I feel that anything under two years is too soon to get married. Mm. And the reason I say so is because for me, relationships, they start, they go in phases. And they start with an infatuation phase, which typically lasts about a year. And then they move on to the getting to really know each other phase and i feel that after that second year you have some some significant time behind you where you can look back and evaluate the person that you've got to know over the last two years something may have developed in that time where you feel like that this is the one that is possible 
it's definitely happened in shorter time for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, that's just scratching the surface. Uh, I feel that even after two years is when I still I would need that time to f- really start thinking about. Is there something really here? Is there something that will develop after these two years? Are we still growing after the two years or are we d- did we stagnate already? And this relationship is just kind of where now we're just in each other's spaces because that can happen real quick, too. Mm. You have people, you know, they go through the infatuation phase. Second year, they get to know each other. The third year, they're just everything is just chill. Like there's no growth. There's no, you know, uh, developments. They're just two people in a relationship kind of going through the motions of life. It's interesting. And, then, you know, yeah. And so for me, I, I need to know in that third year after we've done this, after we passed the two years, is there a future? Like, and you're obviously speaking directly from experience because yeah. you proposed to me on year three. Yeah, at the end of year three. Yeah, yeah at the yeah. end of year three. And we actually didn't get married until year five, mm-hmm. like 18 months out from yeah. that. I was in no rush to get married. Um, actually, you know what, Eva? To be honest, when I say that, it wasn't that I wasn't in a rush to get married. I wasn't in a rush to have a wedding. Right. That that was it. We yeah, we got engaged. Like I wanted to get married, but yeah. like I was in no rush to have a wedding. Um we had difference of opinion as far as like a wedding. We had to like figure out how we wanted to go about doing that. Mm-hmm. But it was like not like a rush thing where I was like six months we need to get yeah. married. Yeah, that's uh that's a whole nother I think episode that we could talk about the you know, the the amount of time that one should have between getting engaged and actually getting married and yeah. what's, what's too long and what's too fast you know, but um so i would i would definitely agree with you i think two years is definitely anything under two years is definitely too soon and i'm just basing this off of personal experience um i got pregnant after being with the father of my son we were together six months wow I met him. Zero to 60 real I quick. met him on Mother's Day of 1996. I got pregnant that October on Halloween. Wow. 1996. Gave birth to our first son that following year. I can't imagine what that's like at such a young age. So I mean, that is not like marriage. It's different. But I put myself in a position where I now had to make a lifetime commitment. Yeah. This man was going to be the father of this boy for the rest of his life unless he passed on. Right? I did not know who he was. Yeah, no in po- the least. No possible way. Yeah. And let me tell you, the next two years after, you know, having my first son was rough. So I'm just reflecting upon yeah. my own experience, you know. And even at, I'm sorry, even at that age, like. I was, first of all, I was, I was well, a fucking the, kid. The both of you, like, you're not even really fully developed as people. No. Like, there's just so much cha- personality changes that come yeah. after that age that you still, could, even if you, even if you spent another two years together um, yeah. to getting to know each other, there would still be so much more growth. Like, it's that's a hard and listen, I know people that got together young and they're still together and yeah. kudos to them. And I'm not saying, but I think two years for anybody that is entering something is a great foundation to start with. That's just, that's just it. Um, 
I say this because I kind of touching back on the whole um, experience that I had when I was young, all the relationships that follow after followed after I kind of rushed into it thinking that I could replicate that situation that I was in. Mm. And so what my takeaway from those was to take your time, get to know the person, you know, allow for natural things to develop and occur on their own, you know, allow, give some time for things to become organic Mm -hmm. because that's kind of the space that I found that works best for me. And so after, you know, some trial and error i found that two years was a was a yeah was a good number for me yeah my next relationship after that lasted about two years and then we separated after two years Mm -hmm. see that and at like right around that two-year mark i was like nah this ain't it this ain't it yeah something happens this ain't it fam (laughs) and it's like every after that like that yearly uh anniversary it's it's like the turn of a new leaf it's something that you know you know, and you know what was so funny about that relationship? That person and I remained friends and stood in contact even after you and I were together. And I received a phone call from that person when they were looking to get married to someone. And do you remember that phone call? I think I do. That Well, there was like a huge time difference. So when they called, it was like early okay, morning. Yeah, now so, I know Yeah, who okay. It is. Yeah, so right, so exactly they were talking to me and they're like, I want to get married to this girl. And I'm like, really? You know, like, tell me about her. Like, what Like, what do you see in her? And I remember him just saying to me, you know, I it's, I just want to get married to her. You know, like, I'm, I'm like, you know, she's the one. And I'm like, well, how long have you known her? And I think at this point it was like nine months. I was like... Man, I think it's too soon, but I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but it just sounds like you're really in lust right now and yeah. you're like in, in like you're really infatuated right now, but listen, by all means, if if you feel like she's the one, then go yeah. ahead. I actually said something in addition to that that I don't know. <laughs> I felt like at that time she saw him as an in to a new life. Mm. That happens. Um, you that know. that happens a lot. And they wind up getting like divorced like two years after that. I don't even know if it was two years. It may have been like eighteen months or something like that. Did you call that one too? Um, that one was an interesting situation. And the reason why Evo is saying that I call that because um, there's been many times we've watched people get married, and I kind of project how long they're gonna stay together, and it's a lot of times it's, come to fruition. It's eerily cr- kind of like scary. Yeah, it's actually kind of correct. So now that we talked about what's too soon, what do you think is too long? Well, uh, too long is is right as anything after, like between four to five years. Okay, so if someone has been with a man or a woman four to five years and there's no even any talk of marriage and making that commitment, you're saying that should... If it's too long, would you say at that point the man or the woman maybe ref- reflect upon that relationship and see maybe if they want to get married or if it's maybe time to end the relationship? Yeah, I so I think it's important to clarify that when I say marriage and when we talk about marriage, we're not necessarily saying like, go out and you know stand in front of a judge or get married by law i'm saying that after three after between four and five years of getting to know someone Mm -hmm. i think that's a 
a solid amount of time to be able to look back and decide whether this is the person that you want to spend the, the rest of your life developing your future with whether it you know just be a um like a like a common like after eight years together it's like common law you get you know like you're married i think it's actually 10 years 10 years but you know what i mean like yeah. or whether you just have a a meaningful conversation with that person and say hey you know i don't really not into the whole marriage thing but you're it for me you know, mm. and I want you to know that, you know, I think something like that should happen at that point where mm, there's like there's an agreement, you know, there's a mutual understanding that even though either we, we do get married or we don't get married, that we're on the same level to know that we're in this together. And, you know, we're, and we're going to be committed to each other mm. and not just be like kind of just going through the motions like i like i mentioned before mm -hmm. you know i think that if if two people are in a relationship and after like three or four years together five going on five years there's been no real conversation about what their future looks like and it's just kind of like they're just going about day in and day out working you know going out to dinner eating blah 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 and just with kind of aimlessly going through their their life as a, within a relationship uh i think that there's something wrong there Mm. I think somebody's got commitment issues or something like that. Or. Mm. That's, I was going to say like five to seven years. Okay. And the only reason why I add like an additional two years is if you start maybe dating this person when you're young. And the okay. two of Good you point. are just, the two yeah. of you are just kind of growing. Whereas maybe if you meet this person when you're 30, maybe five years. Yeah. But if you meet this person when you're 22, maybe seven years is fine. See, when you're 30 though, right? You feel me? Like, I think it's very relative potentially to the age, but that's why I'm going to say five to seven years. I think once you hit that seven year mark, it's like the, the question of commitment in the marriage aspect should definitely be spoken about. You know, when a person gets older, specifically women, mm -hmm. when they get into their later years, 30, 35, um, this, this, don't they like start to be concerned about their whole ability to have children at a young age and mm -hmm. so on and so forth so yeah. like so 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 spending that much time to get to know somebody mm -hmm. and be in a relationship may seem a little long because it's like women feel like they're on a time clock at some yeah, point yeah we i mean listen when we're gonna if we're gonna talk about nature women definitely do have a ideal time span to have children not yeah. to say that you couldn't have them in your later years in your later 30s many women are doing that now but for the most part the ideal you know time is obviously when you're like later 20s earlier 30s and speaking from experience i've had <laughs> i've had a child in my teenage years in my 20s and in my 30s and man the way that I felt after having a kid at 30 was so different from the way that I felt after having a kid at 20. The fucking bounce back was not was not it. So do I think that it may be actually a little bit harder? Yes. Yeah, so may, maybe women may be looking at it like, ooh, maybe this is kind of crunch time for me. Yeah. I can definitely see that. So like seven years might be a little much for yeah. somebody who's 35. I'm just saying if you meet when you're young, because there's some yes. people that they meet when they're young and they stay together for a very long time. Right. You know, um, think about it. There's some people when they meet when they're 18. You and, know? Yeah, and it works. And it, it works. works for them. So I was just going to say five to seven years. I think maybe a little too long. Because at that point, even if you're young, 
you are, even if you're young, you are after five to seven years, you, you should be at a, you know, at a decent age to maybe consider marriage. So now that we're talking about, you know, we've talked about too long and we've talked about like what makes a good marriage and all this stuff. I just like overall, why should people legally get married? Because, you know, the question right now everywhere is like, what's the value of getting married? So why should people legally get married? You know, for me, I think it's the. Okay, so I don't. I don't think people there there should be a need for people to legally get married. Mm. I think that it's important at some point in the relationship to take it beyond a dating relationship. Something that symbolizes um, moving on to another chapter of the relationship so that it, it, it symbolizes growth and, and the evolution of that, of that union. Mm-hmm. And I think marriage or wedding or, um, getting married a ceremony of some sort that represents that is important for the Mm -hmm. growth of that it's you know it really it's an experience that the two put together that that they go through together okay so what is the value so it's i feel like it's it's bonding it's bonding on another level okay um now legally getting married i think is is important because it really 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 like legally binds the two people together mm-hmm. you know kind of does that like that um that movie situation where you cuff two people together with a knife and like they're just they gotta they gotta work through it and so to me that's that that's important and i and i say this because before we got married you know whenever we got into our disagreements uh the ones that were really bad you know the thought of exiting the relationship crossed my mind you know mm-hmm. or not i wouldn't say crossed my mind but it's like what if this is it like where, where do i go from here you know and kind of like almost starting to prepare those steps of what they those need to be in the event that it does you know like planning an exit strategy you know and obviously those that i never needed to use that ex- exit strategy because we're still here and i want to say a few more times before we got married i was at that point again like damn i think this is like this is pretty bad like i don't i probably blew the fuck up and said some shit i shouldn't have said and you know i don't i don't even know how i'm gonna backpedal from this shit and fortunately you were forgiving it enough to like <laughs> to, to to keep your ego in check and all that good stuff and and um and so that never really had to go there um and then i remember once we got married the next serious issue that was going on between us that you know we were really having a a big disagreement you know automatically i started think to think that again Mm -hmm. but then was immediately stopped by the fact that we're married now and there ain't no fucking walking away at least not like that like and and it made it made the argument seem petty believe it or not so would you say that the aspect of the legal document really put some shit in perspective for you for me it did yeah like because here i am having a uh, a disagreement with my partner and thinking about just and thinking about leaving the situation rather than 
working it through as I should, as two as two partners should. You're gonna disagree. You're not gonna see eye to eye, but longevity is really the the ability to communicate and work through things and grow together is important for the longevity of the relationship. And so, the fact that we were married, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like. I don't know what what's the best word to describe it, but it just made our argument or what we the issue we're having so minuscule now, you know, because there's like this legal tie to us that is so to go through it is so much more monumental than working out the issue that we have at hand. Yeah. And so it's like it's almost better easier to work through this mm-hmm. than would be to work through that, which is the separation and the divorce. You know, Evo, as you're saying this, one of the things that come, well, two things come to mind. Number one is you and I both come from families where they were, we did not see um, what people would say are um, healthy marriages. Right. We both come from families that there was divorce, marriage, remarriage, divorce again. Yeah. Um, There was not this foundation that we saw presented in front of us as marriage is this beautiful thing and it should be kept sacred it was just kind of like yeah whatever you want to do and however you want to figure it out if you meet some girl and you want to marry her or if you don't want to be with her so because i came from that world of not really seeing people in my family in healthy marriages when I decided to make that commitment to you, signing on that piece of paper, Evil, I took that shit very serious. I am a very by-the-book person when it comes to those kind of things, and you know that. Yeah. So I looked at it as, as far as the legal aspect, I looked at it as, as almost any contractual obligation that I'm, I must meet. So when I got my first car, I had to sign. I had to pay for X amount of time. I took that shit very serious. When I needed to get student loans to go to college, I signed. I took that shit very serious. So I then had the same mindset when it came to marriage. I wanted to succeed at it. So what was it going to take to succeed? Because now this shit is locking me in, right? And to me, what I found so interesting is that that contractual feeling you start to forget about that after a while when you start to really grow in in a marriage the way that we have and that is like the one of the last thoughts that you have Mm. because you and i are always looking for progression now like the thought of even looking to leave this marriage is an afterthought. Yeah, no, it doesn't. And the primary thought is always like, what can we do to make this better? Right. Even though, regardless of all of the arguments that we have. So I think in the beginning, it helps you kind of stay in line. Yeah. Because there are a lot of people, like you said, that have commitment issues on all levels. If they can't even commit to something for themselves, whether it be maybe to like live a healthier lifestyle, to get a loan, people who bounce out of these things Mm -hmm. they may they may not see the true value in that you know another this this kind of just came to me but another reason um i think that it's important to get married is because we all know that story of 
uh, two people that are married and happily ever after, mm-hmm. right? And I think that f- for the most part, if you, if you ever wanted to be in a relationship, there's a part of you that kind of wanted that to be what your relationship ended up being. Not not, not necessarily like a fairy tale happily ever after, mm-hmm. but someone that you can partner up and spend a large, if not all of your li- the rest of your life with. Yeah. And I think that marriage is the stepping stone in making that happen marriage is the risk that you have to take to get to the reward of what many people see as the ultimate relationship so for anybody who thinks that that values that you might want to consider marriage Mm preach my brother (laughs) as you're saying that i'm like looking at the clock like i'm going to make sure that that gets out (laughs) (laughs) gotta pass that message on (laughs) um so now that we've talked a lot about marriage why you should get married when how long should it take how long it shouldn't take and all this other jazz um how much is too much to spend on a wedding oh boy um why do you feel like I'm stumping you with these questions? Because, because just answer they're loaded, them. They're loaded questions. Yeah, but you're. it's like you're, you're... I feel like you're treading lightly. Just speak to them very literally, Evo, because I know you know what you want to say, and you're just like, oh, man. Yeah, I am treading a little lightly. But just say it. So, I think that going out... Like, anything that's outside of a, of a budget is too much money. Mm-hmm. And anything that requires wait a budget that that couple has set is right, what you're saying. Right. So okay. I, the second part of what I was going to say was that anything that anything that requires you a couple to go into debt mm-hmm. or to spend money that they don't have on a wedding is too much money. So if your finances permit that you can spend a boatload of fucking cash on your wedding and it's just a fraction of what you have. And it's something that you can actually take out of your of your finances to say, I'm going to throw this at a wedding and it's not going to affect me. Then by all means, you know, do it like that. I think that is proper budgeting if you can, you know, but spending within your means, spending outside of your means is just too much. Like if you don't have it, don't do it, you know, and we're we, we are examples of that. And I think that yeah. that worked out great for us. And, you know, we, we came up with a number and we stuck to it yeah i mean hardcore yeah i went and did a little research on like what the average cost of certain things were like what the low end and what the high end were mm-hmm. and i hadn't i had an idea of like or i want to say we had an idea of how we wanted our wedding to look because when it came to the large commitments you made all of them you picked the whole you picked the dj i just sat back and was like yeah sure um well i mean to my to, to, to your defense you know, I, I had experience in that, yeah. in that field, so I kind of took the lead. But you even went to a um, what was the tasting? Yeah, you went to a tasting that, but it had people there that were photographers, florists, and then that's where we got a photographer f- from. You picked him too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had an idea of what we wanted, and we said, okay, based on research, this is the average cost that people are spending. So, based on what we have, where can we where where do we fit in in this number? But we saw firsthand people spending money that they didn't have. I remember 
Oh my God. I remember talking to one of our like, you know, group friends and they were talking about how after, I think it was like two years after the wedding, they were still paying down credit cards from the wedding and they weren't even together anymore. And I remember being like, holy fuck, could you imagine having to pay a credit card payment for a wedding that you had two years prior and you weren't even with that person I can, anymore? I can't even, I wouldn't, it just wouldn't be a thought that would cross my mind. Yeah, I was, I, I just remember being like, damn you, I could never imagine, you know, if one of the things I learned from my dad was if, if you can't buy it with the money that you have you can't afford it and i remember just thinking to myself i i use that logic a lot in my life you know if i couldn't financially afford something like even if i took out a loan because you know everybody does that you know get a car or whatever if the money that i was making could not afford to pay that and i was potentially looking to pay for it with credit i should not be getting it agreed so we apply that to our wedding. So I would agree with you. Anything that is going to put you into debt is too much money. And I, I, you know, and I get the draw to like, you know, want to have a lavish, beautiful wedding. I totally get that. But, yo, if in the end that's all you're going to have, you're going to fucking regret yeah, that. I mean, listen, debt, there's good debt and there's bad debt. Yeah, but a wedding so ain't it. To, yeah, exactly. To be taking out debt for a wedding mm-hmm. that's not going to be returned, there's no return on that investment for that debt, is just stress that's been added on to a newly wed couple. Well, we actually talked about this. One of the big financial stressors in a new marriage is wedding debt. Yeah. So a lot of couples are stepping into their brand new marriage with, with debt, debt from their wedding. Yeah, and then having to dig themselves out of a hole. Like, what? And that's where, then that immediately starts to put stress on the existing relationship. Yeah. So if, listen, ladies and gentlemen, if it's putting you in debt, don't do that shit. Yeah, so, and just so you know, right? I don't want to skip ahead. Wait, what's the? No, we're fine. I was gonna so oh, yes, let's yes, move on okay. to the next question because actually, you know, you this, were saying you were saying, I have a little experience in weddings. Right. So our last question, Eva, what makes a good wedding? Let's talk about it from <laughs> your experience. So I, I, I worked in banquets for about five years. Mm-hmm. And so I've done weddings that are super yiny and weddings that are ginormous and extravagant. Mm-hmm. And I will be the first to tell you that some of the best weddings that I've worked at, and we can agree as a couple, yeah. that some of the weddings that we best weddings that we've ever been to have been on the very low end of what of budgets. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as work goes, I've done weddings that had seventy five people, you know, a t- tiny buffet, um, but the energy in the room. The family that was there, the friends and family, the food that they chose, and the music that they brought to that room had that little room jumping. And when it came down to the, you know, to the um, final hour, it was all feet on the dance floor. Nobody was in their chairs, and everybody was having a great time, including me. Yeah. I was in there dancing with them. I used to get in trouble because I would be in these rooms just living in these moments. Like you could just, it was just electric in those rooms. Yeah. And then I've also done weddings where you've had, you know, double buffets, 
double triple ice sculptures carving stations and um you know performers and big bridal parties with the wedding with with the head tables you know 10 you know bridesmaids and 10 groomsmen's and you know with the with the cathedral staircase that came down from the second floor and you know the brides coming down looking all extravagant and when it came down to the end of the you know the last hour where it's like party time three quarters of the people are sitting at their tables talking the last hour yeah so that's like so you have it's a four hour four hours to um no five hours is generally what a uh, a banquet is mm-hmm. so the first hour is a cocktail hour mm-hmm. and then the second hour and the third hour um are usually and the, and the fourth hour are like you put out the meals and then there's like you know dancing in between and stuff like that but those th- those three hours are generally or two to three hours are generally how they get where they get the food out Mm-hmm. And then once all the food is out, then the rest of the time they clean up off the tables and it's party dance time, mm. you know, and then they sm- there's a small time to cut the cake and then back to dancing. So that's usually how it's structured. Mm. Okay. And so, when the, you know, in that final hour where you're expecting, you know, all right, you know, there's been a ton of money dumped into this wedding. Yes. Like a ton of people just sitting in their chairs. Nobody's up. Nobody's dancing. It's just boredom. Evo, I had no voice after our wedding. Yo, for real. <laughs> I remember we went home and we sat in our bed. In our and in, in your tux and in my wedding and in, in the, my wedding yeah. dress and we sat there and we read every single person's card and yeah. I remember I could barely even read, but we were just so excited to read everybody's card, because um, you know we were just like high off of the energy of yeah, the wedding. Um, but I will definitely concur with you on that. Yeah. The best weddings that I have ever been to are the ones that are smaller where you can the energy is palpable. Yeah, and I where w- you can feel it coming from the couple and it is radiating through the room. Yeah. And everybody that is there is in tune to that shit. And everyone is there to love, support, and party for that yeah. couple. I remember one time we went to a wedding that there wasn't even like the traditional, um, there wasn't like the, uh, you know, groomsmen. It was just at a restaurant. Yeah. And they got married in City Hall. And we just went to a little restaurant. And I think... If I'm not mistaken, I think someone had a speaker and I had so much fun because everybody was there talking, having a great time, dancing a little bit. You know, there wasn't like a whole lot of space, but it was just so much fun. And at the end of the night, like that's I'm always going to remember that. And I hope that that couple always remembers that night. I actually still have a picture from their wedding in our car of you and me because they they sent around the room a little like Polaroid camera. Mm -hmm. And I remember when uh, the wife of that couple got in my car recently, she was like, oh, my God, is that for I was like, yeah, man, like that was one of the best nights, you know, being, you know, like being with you guys. So, yeah, I definitely I definitely agree with you. And I've also been to some really big weddings where I'm just kind of like, is it over yet? (laughs) Now, that's not to take away from that, that there are big weddings that are amazing. Yeah, because I have. Been, I've worked at those too. Mm-hmm. I feel that those big ones are generally the people who are within their means. Like they are, they're blowing it all out, mm-hmm. and it's and it, it's not like the expenses is like a like a speck off the shoulder. That shit is nothing. It's nothing, you know. Like and then there's just you know. So there's not that added stress of like, oh my god, so much went into this, and like we've spent so much money, and mm-hmm. things are not right. It's just like. That's a really good point. You know what I mean? And I feel like that those big ones are the ones, the ones where you can see that everybody's having a good time is because 
you know, it was no problem to make it that big. And I feel like that there are big ones where people really bite off more than they can chew trying to live up to something. And it ends up being a disaster. And it's like, you know, it, more, it ends up being more show. Oh, man, listen, I am a makeup artist and I've done a lot of weddings. And man, have I seen things set on fire. <laughs> yeah, well. So I could definitely, I can, I definitely agree yeah. with you on that. So that actually brings us to the end of the show. We made it. All right. I hope everybody has a great weekend. Shit Talk Fridays comes on every Friday. If you want to continue to watch us, to listen to us, please like, subscribe, follow, share us. Do whatever you feel like you would like to do for us that will continue to help us be able to be here for you. Share our shit, period. (laughs) Period. (laughs) Period. Uh, But until next Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Peace out. Peace out.